the Fullerpin Radio, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're going to like our opinions. But we promise we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. I'm Brian. Hey, let's pull the pin. Damn. Almost a year. We get it right. Look at that. Well, guys, uh, I think you all know what's on deck for today. Yeah, we're going to talk about this verdict that's gone all around the globe. Verdict heard all around the globe. Derek Chauvin. He is now convicted of Pending manslaughter appeal. and murder. Pending appeal. Yeah. Okay. To give it doesn't matter. Is. He's convicted. <laughs> Even if he get he wins on appeal, he's still convicted. He just won like on an appeal. Like <laughs> like you were impeached, but you didn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, let's go around the room. What do you guys think about the uh, verdict? Verdicts. I think the evidence was there, and I don't know Minnesota law. I don't know Minneapolis law, so but I mean, I I knew about the case. I saw it on TV every now and then. I, really, I didn't follow it day for day. But if that's if that's what the jury found him guilty of, then I'm I'm fine with it. If that's what if that's what Minnesota can charge him with, and he's found guilty of it, based before appeals, then sure, I'm I'm for it. Right now. My thing is, yeah, he's found guilty. Let's see what sentencing does. It's true. It's true. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, that's a good point, Nate. I, I, that's probably the first person I've heard that has that stance on it. I'm kind of the same in, in the same boat. Um, you know, growing up, my dad, we were talking about this case, and my dad was like, look, I didn't sit on the jury. I didn't see every testimony. I wasn't in there every day listening to what the arguments are. So I can sit here and give my opinion, but really, I think – it, it, it truly is about the people that are sitting in that room that are hearing what the hearing what's going on a day-to-day basis. Cause we, we, we hear whatever the media wants to hear. And, and to be honest, I mean, he didn't seem, it's just tough. But the one thing I do want to say is, is Tony Timpo was a prime example of the same, same thing, except he was on his back for 13 minutes handcuffed and he, he died and the cops were even joking. You know what I mean? I didn't see any joking from uh Chauvin. He just looked like a, whatever. He just didn't, he had no, 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 no emotion, but I mean, it's funny that we, we that it's a race thing, but really, I, I think it is a policing issue, but I don't think it's a race thing. Because, I mean, the same thing happened to Tony Timpa, and those they, they got dismissed on their charges, all three of the cops, and they were all joking. <clears throat> now, am I saying that they, they should be charged? I, I'm, like I said, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know how the law is, but um, this is a very similar case to that, and nobody got any media attention for, the, for Tony Timpa. And he had mental illness, too. Yeah, going by the very little bit that you do know, uh, do you think they should have been charged with something? Absolutely. I mean, from what I've seen, I think that it, it, it definitely they had an investigation. Now we we know that corruption when it gets deep like that, it's hard to it's hard to the good old boy system is still there. This and that was in I think it was in Texas. So and I I believe there was also a law that restricts the family members from seeing the footage, like the body cam videos. There's an act for that. So the, it took like two years for the mom to even see the footage of it. So it was kind of kept in secret. So I don't know what they should have been charged with, but I'm saying this is a prime example of like some things need to change in policing. I don't think it's a racial driven thing, but I do I do think this is a good example of uh, it's going to set forth some changes as far as um, uh, protocol or whatever, whatever you guys do. You guys are cops. So I, I mean, you guys have been police, so I, I don't know what you guys think. And that's what I mentioned in a previous episode. Crimes like this, every state has a different statute to it. 
so for crime, these major crimes like this, should it be a federal a federal crime across the board? So that no matter what state it happens in, it you get the same punishment. Because in Texas, or, yeah, or should it be a federal because you're dealing with law enforcement personnel? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But it's like uh, Brian, just to let you know, just because uh, you're dealing with three pol- former police officers, we don't know every state. You know what I mean? We don't, sure, we don't sure. know every state. Yeah, when you talk about certain procedures and stuff like that, but yeah, maybe it's a lot of similarities there. But when you talk about uh, state law, a lot of them are different, as we see in this case. Just so you know, if somebody say, hey, I used to be a cop, and they're talking about a state law, it's like, okay, were you a cop in that state? Yeah. You know, because yeah, here I- in Texas, guys would ask me questions about, you know, just regular traffic stuff. Hey, man, is it illegal to? And I'm like, hey. I don't know what the hell the law say. I was a cop in Georgia. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just different, you know. Yeah, that, 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 I didn't mean it as a, like as far as the, the legality of it. Oh, each, okay. But but as far as the culture, as far as the the demeanor, you know, what I mean, and, and like you've always said too, Mike, you were you've always been big on, you know, uh, respect the badge. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like, where is that culture without? Is it big cities that are struggling with that? Is it is it guys that are in cities where they're dealing with? difficult people all the time that just become numb to it. I mean, it, it, there could be a multiple things to it. So I wouldn't say that all cops are bad. And I think that's where we're going wrong is everybody's like, oh, the police are bad. This is, sure, there might be some some discrepancies and some changes that need to be made, but I don't think we need to jump on this, defund the police and it's all racist and everybody's, you know. Yeah. You got anything you want to add, Jim? Uh, yeah, actually, it's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, pretty interesting. So let me let me put a disclaimer out there. I think Chauvin's a bad man. I think he's a bad cop, period. End of story. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about putting a man on trial for being a bad man or a bad cop. We're talking about a specific incident. And to Brian's point, um, no, I didn't watch the whole uh, trial and all the evidence, but I heard from a reliable source, uh, an anonymous reliable source. No, anyways, I heard from a reliable mm-hmm. source that race was not mentioned not one time in that entire case because nobody could prove it. So for this to be about race... Uh, let's take that out of the this, this, this scenario. Let's take the, the public out of the scenario. Let's look at the law and the act. Um, and I happen to believe that Chauvin should have some accountability for his actions. I believe that police culture does need to change. But when I look at this crime with basically, I, I watched uh, a very reputable lawyer um, break down the elements, break down the evidence, and I don't see it. I don't see, you know, maybe if they got him on one, I'd be okay. That's good. But all three, I didn't see it. And to Nate's point, um, yes, this is our judicial system in work because it did happen that way. It's a jury of his peers. It happened so that we have to accept that. But I also think just like we're talking about um, police culture, the judicial system now <clears throat> makes me feel like there's a culture in there that just isn't acting as a judicial system. So... In all Are you cases, saying that based off the verdict? Yes, because I believe if they'd got them on one count, which we still haven't even answered the question how they could charge all three of those. Yeah. If they, if they got them on one count, you know, I'd be okay. But one of them, the very top one, it, it, I think it had, in, it, if it wasn't intent, it was willfully knowing that it would lead to the death of, I didn't see that. I just didn't see that. And, and for them to convict on that one really blew my mind. So I don't think that I think maybe we'll find on appeal where this really stood, whether the jury was uh, afraid, tainted or whatever. 
Uh, I just don't feel like this is true justice, but it is our judicial system at work the way it's supposed to work. Why do you feel like it's not true justice, though? Because just like I said, if you if you were to look at all the evidence, even half of the prosecutor's witnesses were actually helping the defense by contradicting or devaluing their own uh, uh, statements. So that alone was like, wait a minute, you're trying to prove this guy intentionally or willfully. I don't remember the, the, the language, yeah. so you got to forgive me on that. But I know for a fact that top one, there's no way I was convinced that was proved. No way I was convinced. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, and I did listen to a reputable lawyer that he pointed out himself. He thought it wasn't even going to be convicted on any of them, but he said there's a chance. So I'm going based yes, on an expert. That, that lawyer, whoever you're talking about, sounds more like a weatherman. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll say this. that Yeah, like when you talk about these lawyers, these, uh, you know, people who they're lawyers, and I respect their knowledge, but I go back to the point that all three of us or four of us made, excuse me, is they weren't in the courtroom just like we weren't. You know, so it's some stuff that was admissible that some people on the outside say, oh, that'll never be admissible in court. And well, some stuff that wasn't admissible. Hold so on, hold we on. don't know. We just don't hold know on. everything. I want to clear one thing up uh, just for intents and purposes. This entire court was televised. The only thing somebody can say is that they were not in the jury deliberation. But you could have okay. watched every bit of this case. Okay, but when they said when this reputable lawyer that you're speaking of, when he when they were like breaking down everything, was that like at the end when both sides rest, or like in the beginning? Oh no, he's doing through the whole thing. Oh, okay, Th that's what I'm saying. He he was doing through the whole thing because he was, and and it's 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 funny because me and Brian were talking about this earlier. There's a reason lawyers get paid a lot of money because the laws are written in lawyer language. Right. And that's stuff that even me as a cop and you, we might encounter something like, what the hell does this mean? You got to go back to the, you know, the, the code and look and say, okay, what did that mean? Did I do that right? Because we can't even sometimes parse this information, this language. And so for the common person who's not a policeman, who's not a lawyer, it's all emotion. It's all emotion and, and the presentation that they're being fed. So even in mm. that aspect, it's hard for me to even give uh, an evaluation. Even if I watch the entire case, I would still be like, well, I didn't understand that. Why couldn't they do that? And you know the tricks that lawyers do. Like I was saying, you know, the lawyer probably, I'm not going to say they do because I can't say that, but the pro lawyer probably knows the next statement he's making is going to get an objection, but he says it anyway. Why does he do that? So the jury hears it. And then yeah. the judge says what? Uh, strike that. You didn't hear it. Like, really? Right. So we know this stuff happens in, in, the, in the courts. So we know there's a, there's a big theatrical game there. And, and I'm saying if we can strip off all the emotions and everything and look at the facts, you know, if there's a discrepancy in the facts, okay, we have to look a little deeper. But I just don't see all three charges. I just don't see it. And I've seen people see facts different. So you had this lawyer, which was probably a defense lawyer that was talking. Obviously, the prosecuting lawyer felt different than the defense lawyer because he thought he could get the charges to stick. Same thing when cases go to the Supreme Court. They, well, all they, have, they all have the facts in front of them, but they don't, for the most part, none of them vote straight one way or the other. So they see stuff differently. It's all on how you interpret the law. Personally. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's, that's why they always refer back to these old cases. If you see them, they're always digging through the, the, the records to see what the precedence is. Because once there's a precedence there, they, they follow that and they go, look, it's been done here. This, this law has been, you know, they, they, they ruled this way on this and they stay consistent as they can. 
So yeah, it, it, it's just a lot of laws going back. But in the defense of, uh, of Jim, is, is the guy that, 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 that talked about that. He's also gone after police officers, and 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 you know, he's from my understanding, he's gone after police officers for wrongful. You know, what I mean doing stuff that's negligible on, on duty. So it's not like he has a one-sided view. So I, I did like the, the the attorney that did that, that Jim's talking about. Um, but yeah, like you said, you could have two different attorneys with two different viewpoints. I mean, you could have an attorney saying, oh, you're never going to get charged with this, and then he gets charged. You know, sometimes it's really hard to, you can't predict what a jury is going to say or what a defense is going to do or what a, um, you just they just do their best. Kind of sounds like a weatherman. Yeah. Well, I think that's the factor, like you're saying, is the jury. That's it, man. It's the like you just say somebody's very reputable and then they got it wrong. It's like, okay, how how's that reputation going? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, well, I don't but, know. It's but, just but this is what I'm saying, Mike. So I, I like, I'll go back to Nate's point first. Nate's talking about people see facts differently. I don't know why we call them facts then if people see them differently. If you see something different, it's an opinion. It's not, or it's an interpretation. It's not a fact. And if, if you're saying that the jury, I don't think there's a lawyer out there that's going to predict every jury. That's not, I mean, they're, they're not predicting on the jury. They're predicting on the case. That's what they're predicting. They're saying, based on the evidence, based on my experience, based on the law, this is my prediction. So I, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. If he's wrong, okay, he's wrong. But the element of the jury, nobody can predict that. And then you got to yeah. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It's like partly cloudy, chance of rain. Did, did, that jury, <laughs> did that jury think they had to convict one way or the other so they, their life wasn't in danger or threatened or... Yeah, I, I don't know if the juries are known. I don't, I don't know how public they've been made or anything like that. But there, there was talk about that out there too. These jurors have to vote this way because if not, people going after them. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I, I get it, Nate, but I'm going to tell you, man. I, if <laughs> if I the verdict was the other way where he was acquitted, these people wouldn't be talking like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah, wouldn't yeah, be talking yeah. like that. Yeah. The jury got it right. Whatever. It's just like in this case, you got people on this side saying, oh, the jury got it right. They took all the evidence. They were good people you know they they took it they thought about it they deliberated blah 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 and one side saying oh you know what man they were afraid they're gonna get popped as soon as they walk out the courtroom or something you know it's always that other side too yeah. are you are you trying to say that this isn't some sort of new precedent in in i mean are you saying this is like a business as usual kind of case or because uh, i mean there were still riots or still people out in the streets even with this verdict i saw a video of a trucker just People jumping on his truck trying to cause problems. I mean, even with the verdict. So, are you are saying you sure this is, they were doing that? That was well, because of the verdict. I don't know what they were doing for, but they were still out there jumping on top of a truck. But how, you just said you don't know if it was because of the verdict. Well, it happened right after the verdict. Okay, so. but you don't know if it was because of the verdict. No, no, the protests were happening regardless. So, the what was the protest or about? Potential violence was happening. Yeah, what was the protest about that you saw? I wasn't there. <laughs> it was about the, the very it was they were protesting the case they were protesting so they were protesting they were upset because he was convicted I, I don't know if they got to that point they might not even seen the conviction at that point i don't know point was the threat is real <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to yourself dude are you listening to yourself 
Hey, that better be the intro. The threat is real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's the intro. What I'm saying is this. If you want to look at it from Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever his name was, uh, his point of view, been there, done this. I don't know if you guys will agree that you've ever said this. It's better to be tried by 12 than carried by six. Correct. Dude, okay, his life wasn't threatened. That's when you normally say something like that. Um, But he was tried by 12. He's convicted. Plain and simple. You know, I'm the type... If he was acquitted, I, I'm telling y'all right now, I would be the same way. Hey, okay. You know, he's and acquitted. Then, Just that's what it is. I'm not going to say it was some jury tampering or all this other crap that these reputable people say, you know, these weathermen out there. But my thing is, that's the case. Now, if you're always going to throw little uh, shade, as they say, and try to make it like, hey, it wasn't fair. They didn't go based off all the facts. The jury was tampered with. They were afraid. If you're going to do that now, do that on the next one. Do that on the next one if he's the next cop or next person. It's not about law enforcement. Next person is acquitted in a trial like this, you know? And then if somebody say, well, the jury was, you know, they were kind of tampered with, don't say, oh, no, no, this was a fair trial. This was fair. It's always that one-sidedness, man, that just kills me in America. And I'm like... I'm on board with that, Mike. Yeah. With the one exception. Of course. Every trial is not in the media like this. This is, I mean, this is huge. This is all over the media. Right. In fact, the judge even... Dude, we're going to have another trial of the century or a nationwide where everybody's waiting for this verdict. We're going to have another one. Might not be a police officer. Could be a football player killed his wife. But we're going to have another one. You know what I mean? Uh, allegedly, allegedly he killed his wife. But we're going to have another one. So whatever that, that case is, whatever side that you may find yourself on, whatever the verdict is, say the same thing you said in this one. So you don't so, think... Oh, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead, Jim. I, I'm, no, yeah. it's all right. I'm just, we're just going to have back and forth if we keep doing this. No, it's, so what I, all I wanted to say was like, I, 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 I like, Mike, how you can take the emotion out of it. It's good. The only thing that I, I bring it back to is is just that it's interesting that we're, I just don't like the race race part of it. Like everything else, like you're right, he's a convicted, whatever, you know, to, to a certain extent, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like we could go back forth all day long why he was guilty or why he wasn't guilty, right? But the race thing is where I'm at. And the Tony Timpa thing, I mean, if, I, if you go watch that and you watch the, 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 um, the Chauvin thing, I mean, how come there's nothing said about Tony Timpa? 2016. In Texas, and nobody nobody even talked about it. Didn't even get the attention. So if we continually drive the media towards these racial uh, episodes, and not just say, okay, it's 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 a policing issue. There there needs to be some change in in, in the policing. We're just going to get sucked into this race thing all the time. That's my thing. That's my whole thing of it. Like, yeah, but uh, first of all, don't say if we continue because there's no one on this panel right here that does it. <laughs> We just fall into it. We just <laughs> we just fall into it. But no, uh, first and foremost, I agree. But I will say, add on to that and say, and I, man, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to mention it, but I have to now that Brian said what he said. Yes. Hey, it's the media. You know what I mean? It's the media. That's what they do. And we get sucked into it. You know what I mean? We get sucked into it. And it happens. Like I said, this is not going to be the last one. It's not. That's why I'm asking. You think they would televise a a, a cop being murdered trial? That they televise this? 
Well, no, it was a cop in Texas who just got shot, and no one said a word. So, so that's what I'm saying. So the jury on that case, or the one that Brian's talking about, was there any influence, any concern the jury would be an issue or, or threatened? Was there any? Did anybody? They didn't even get that was? far. They did, they did two investigations. They came up. The doctors that did the examination, they said that if they wouldn't testify against the police saying that it was a, you know, I mean, like they, like it was due to their, their fault, basically. Because at first they said they would, but there, I think there was some corruption involved in that. You know what I mean? A little bit higher up as far as it didn't even get to, it didn't even get to a case. Um, but I'm just saying, it's just, it's just interesting we want to throw it around there. I just thought Tony Timpa is like a prime example. And I didn't know about this until the Chauvin case. And I saw that video. I was like, oh, my God. How come nobody talked about this? This guy's a mental health guy. He called the cops for himself. He's high on cocaine. He didn't take his medication. And they're joking about it. They, they were literally joking about it. It makes it almost makes this one look, look not even as bad. The only difference is they had a group of people that were watching it saying, get off him, get off him. Whereas this one, there was nobody there in his defense. And he, they were just sitting there laughing. Tell him to wake up. It's time for school. You know what I mean? Talking about the medicine he's going to get from the, at the hospital. And I mean, it was just, I just wish people would go watch that too and say, look, okay, well, it, there just needs to be some changes here about stepping on people's backs. Obviously that's causing problems. <laughs> Obviously, right? Or necks or whatever. Yeah. Or throats yeah. or, okay. or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I can't speak about the stepping on the back, but I think the <clears> joking <throat> part may tend to lead what Nate was talking about with sets of facts. It may be unprofessional, but how many times have they seen this happen? Yeah. They may not even thought the guy was dead. Absolutely. They might have just thought this was business as usual because it's what these guys do. Even in court, even in this case, in the Chauvin case, guys testified that they've done those moves thousands of times and nobody's died or anything. So I even think Mike has said before, he's heard before, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And back in your own car, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So when, when is it real? What? When is it real and when is it not? Where's that? You got to find out where that line is. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. We're in here talking about this stuff. And I, I was telling, you know, I, I said, what kind of people put on a badge and a gun and run toward the bullets? I mean, now I'm not going to say they're all good people. There's some bad ones. But in reality, you've got to realize, like, is the average person going to do that? So you're going to get some bad with these people because they've got to be somewhat crazy. They can't be completely normal, put on a badge and run toward the bullets. Like there has to be some level, even like soldiers, like not everybody could be in the military, right? So there has to be some sort of, I don't want to say uh, concession, but compromise. You know, there has to be a limit, Mike, of course, because I know you're going to be like, oh, you know, jump over. There has to <laughs> be some compromise. <laughs> Just like that, understanding. Mike. That's Nate. That's not me. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point jim you're you're asking these guys to do an impossible job because i'll tell you right now policing is almost impossible you know what i mean it's it's a difficult thing to do and it's it's not easy so the but like i said the problem is is like i don't think it's a you're right there has to be some kind of culture there has to be some kind of there you have to be able to put up with that stuff you have to be able to laugh about it us in the military we know that you know what i mean there's a there there's a but the thing is, is you got to reel that back in. Because I've watched guys on deployment get a little wild, a little crazy. you got to reel them back in a little bit. you got to be like, hey, bro, all right. What you're doing is you're about to cross the line. you got to reel it back in and be a little more professional. We're still we're still out here doing a, doing a job that, that, that there has to be some professionalism. You know what I'm saying? You have to reel back that compassion a little bit. Because you're right. You can kneel on a guy a thousand times. And you happen to be that one bad scenario where the guy dies. And it's like, oh, shit, I've done this a million times. I wasn't doing it intentionally. I wasn't trying to kill the guy. Maybe I just right. got a little carried away. Well, Mike, Mike or Nate, 
Uh, well, Nate, we, well, either way, you can do it. Use your reference wherever you were. Have you ever been to a scene and made a bad joke like that when you knew nobody could hear you? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, no. the lie detector test is going off over here. No, right? no, it's not. Not with me. It red no. redlined. So, no. so how do you look at something like that, like a you know victim sitting there with their head split open? How do you go home with that image, process that, and what do you do with that? Like, what do you do with that? Like, some people use humor, and, and I'm one of those people. I can make a joke just to make that image go away, to desensitize that image because I don't want to take it home with me. How do you deal with it then, Mike? Talk about it. Yeah, talk about it. That was my therapy. To really now, have I, have I been in situations where I've seen guys joke about it? Early on, I didn't like it. Never said anything, you know, because, you know, it's low man on the totem pole, if you will. But um, I never said anything. But then I start to learn that's how they cope with it. Yes. Now, the joking around thing is, I, I don't think, uh, to Brian's uh, story with uh, the temp tempo, tempo guy. Tempo, yeah. Yeah, tempo. It's uh, I don't think that he's saying or anyone said that they were breaking the law when they were laughing and joking. It's probably some other procedural things. That's more like a conduct issue, you know. And I, w I wouldn't look at that as like breaking a law. Professional. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's just being professional. Now that we yeah. have body cams everywhere, you just can't do that stuff anymore. You have to find a better coping mechanism. Right. Yeah, and, and can, just because, and once again, though, just because that's that's kind of like what we do or what they do now, it's like that doesn't make it right. Sure, what, what's but, the old saying, man? You could be doing wrong for so long, you think it's right. You know, it's okay, right. it's accepted. But couldn't that identify a need that policemen need? Policemen need another coping mechanism after things like this. Yeah, and that's you know, why a lot of them are alcoholics, and they go home and beat but, kids and wives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe there's a need to get. Uh, social workers for policemen, not with policemen. Right, but they do have that. Do they? Yeah. Oh, come on, it's usually an extra duty by somebody, isn't it? Go well, it could be, yeah. So yeah, it the... depends on the size of the department. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I don't want to, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's always holding to a, a higher standard. Job. It's a tough job, so it's yeah, really it hard, but if you cross the line, you cross the line. Yeah, you're held to yeah. a higher standard. I hate to say it. You and have I, people's lives in your hand. And I think that you hit it right there, Mike. It's just that I, I think we just, I think we, I keep saying we like I'm fucking anybody. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> anyways, I think I think it would be good to, to maybe, in, like you're saying, Mike, it, it started instilling these better habits and these more professionalism because now that police are under the microscope, now they need to start acting more professional. I think that would just help everybody in general because I have a lot of respect for police officers and there is some bad ones. And like I said, it's a tough job. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I, short story was, uh, I was watching an interview that turned into an interrogation, but the guy, uh, the kids, it was child abuse and they had severe burning up to their ankles on their feet, up to their ankles. Right. And I was watching this guy get interviewed and he said, oh, I thought they liked it. They were laughing. I literally jumped up out of my seat, and I was going ready to go in there and beat the hell out of them. And I had to have, like, two guys stop me. And I was like, what the hell y'all stop? Did y'all hear what he said? I'm going to go beat the shit out of this guy, literally. So that's why when I see guys and their anger and they take things, I get it. I would have been wrong, you know? I would have right. broke the law. 
But I had some guys there who uh, stopped me, and then they started mentoring and coaching me. Hey, you can't do that. That's wrong. Wrong against wrong doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? So that's why I say I get it. I get it. Just because I say I get it with these guys, understand the stress they're going through and everything, I'm still not going to give you a pass. Hell no. Right. What you if know? those guys weren't there to stop you? You wouldn't be I'd on the be show in jail. right now. Yeah, you wouldn't be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a, a lot more capacity. fun, though. I mean, be on the show in a different capacity. Yeah, we'd be live streaming from your prison cell. Yeah. It was like 80 cents a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be late though. then, I guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we were paying the bill. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so what do you think? What do you think on appeal? Same outcome? Uh, no, I, I think maybe he'll win on a couple of them, but I'm going to your point. Uh, at least one of them will stick, and he's gonna, you know, he's still gonna do time. Well, what? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, because I thought I heard this. I thought he was gonna do some serious time because his tax problems were not simple tax problems. Wasn't he wow. already set up to do ten years on a tax fraud or something? Wow, I didn't hear that one. I, I heard that originally. Yeah. That's what. So that's why I said even the sentence and, and the conviction probably meant less. He, just, he meant more for the social side than the kid his for sentencing. Him. <laughs> huh? He expedited his sentencing. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to get there quicker. Yeah, let's get, hey, man, let's do this now. Hell with that. <laughs> that. That brings up another thing, man. Like, if if you, th- if you if I was him and I thought I was going to be guilty, like, bro, I would have been gone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out. Like, I got nothing to lose at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? The attorney was like, dude, this doesn't look good. I'm like, good to go. I'll see you Monday. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I'd be, yeah. I'd be, I'd be out. Yeah. I didn't say which Monday, but I'll see you Monday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Especially since they're going to take his money for taxes anyways. I take everything I can and I'm out of here. Maybe yeah. I'm a bank on the way. Yeah. You know, what the hell? <laughs> Get more Let me ask you guys something. As far as uh, since he's found guilty, he was uh, uh, representing that police department. Do you think they should uh, pay his family? Well, the money that his family was paid, do you think it should come out of the, uh, I don't know, the police department's fund or whatever? What was Not his family paid money for? So what? what I don't know. Family? I heard they got a couple of million. The police officer's family? No, no, no. Floyd's oh. family. <laughs> I don't know. He probably got some money. Charlie. The taxpayer's money. The taxpayer's yeah, paid He'll get a, he'll get his book deal in 20 years when he gets out. <laughs> probably, probably. But no, it, yeah. It, as far as the money, I mean, I don't know because the, the only way to, to the people listen when you start taking money, you know, whether it's a department or whatever, you know. So taking yeah. money, I'm not saying that anybody deserves it or whatever, but yes, when you start hitting pocketbooks, people start paying attention. Uh, that's all I know. Yeah, and tell you, let me ask you this, Jim, and you too, Nate, because we're all in here for Hood together as MP. We're all MPs together. How many times did you really draw your weapon, whereas you put it in the report and you were justified? I, I know we drew our weapon a lot, but you never put it. You know you're supposed to put that in the report. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, because you really, if you drew your weapon, that another investigation started. Because really? It, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. Because I never, drew, I never drew mine once. You see, there you go. Time and I was with him when he drew his weapon. So I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> You're You're you but never drew your weapon. There's a reason for that, Nate. You know what I mean? 
And it's like I was trying to tell people, I said, you know, we're kind of dated, so I don't know how the MPs are today, but I said, when you drew that weapon, hey, you might as well pull the trigger because you would have had to justify it and you're going to be under such scrutiny, right? And you don't see that many police shootings as far as military police go. Well, I don't think that's the full story, though, Mike. And the reason I say that, because compare your experience as a civilian police officer with a military police officer. Like, I knew that there were more options and that the the people I was drawing the weapon on potentially had a lot more to lose because they didn't want to be out of the military. So I think the environment's a lot different, and I think we often had a lot of soldiers take that for granted. Mm. So I don't think some of the soldiers that were MPs could actually just move right over to police work and, and do the same thing. I agree. I think the environment's different between soldiers and civilians. Uh, I, I disagree. No, I, yeah, I no, 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 because I, I always felt, and we said this on the previous episode, it's like there's a reason why you have uh, Leavenworth. There's a reason why you have Manheim. Well, sure. You know what I mean? And that, that's that's the way we used to train. It's like, no. But, nah. but even the statistics, Mike, you're not going to run into meth heads or crackheads as often in the military as you go, as you would in the civilian world or unemployed yeah. people that are just called thugs or criminals or ex-cons they're not in the military i mean they are there's, there's, yeah, there's not low-income housing areas on military bases it's all military housing it's you know all I mean? low-income housing yeah i'm about to say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you're in the air force unless you're in the air force <laughs> i was about to say yes it is nate we gotta no, talk no, about you're, you're right you're right yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know the you can say the uh statistics show that the climate was different but from what i'm saying is no, nah, not for me. No. No. Yeah, I don't know what part of Fort Hood you run, but uh it was the dependents <laughs> it was the dependents we had more problems with, who thought they were protected by the military base, can do what the hell they want. Those are the ones I had the biggest problem with. Soldiers, oh, yeah, no, okay. You could throw but their chain of command on, up you're, there. You're still oh. military police on the military installation. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I just feel like soldiers had a lot more to lose. I mean there were so many more elements to lose. Mm. If, if I feel you got I, less I, to lose. I feel I arrested more soldiers than dependents or family members. I don't think I ever arrested a civilian on post. Well, we, we didn't have a whole lot of, well, that depends where you were, uh, jurisdiction on civilians. That's why you probably see the difference there. If they were on post, I had jurisdiction over them. Yeah. Yeah, well, right. Depend, like in, 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 in Germany, I didn't when I was off off the little base, you know, and they're all dependents. I did a lot of, of work out there because the pullets I had to be called all the time. So, and we couldn't touch them. Um, so a lot of my experience is there. That's not true, but what do you okay. Mean? You can touch them. Oh, no, not off base, because off base housing belongs to the Germans. Okay. Uh, it, hey, you want to go tell our command that, that I'm, I'm wrong? Go for you it. Know, the Berlin is off base housing? Yes, it, it's property jurisdiction of the. I know that, but Germans. if you had a soldier and a family living in there? Doesn't matter. Well, no, no, no. The soldiers are jurisdiction. Okay. The, the dependent is not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was it different when you were in Germany? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just did it differently. I, no, I did not say that, everybody. You know, I, yeah, did, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're right, but it depends on... I think we're talking two different things. Okay. Yeah, I think no, I'm not disagreeing with you, but yeah, it's just all on how you handled it. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what about that case? Yeah, the verdict. Well, the, case, the case is over. We got a verdict. Next is sentencing. What do you think about that? Uh, I think he'll get anywhere from 12 to 15. Yeah, I think he can do 12 and a half to 40. People, yeah. uh, I guess experts are saying yeah. whatever he gets, he can be out by seven with good behavior and probably before yeah. that. Yeah. Damn, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, maybe I wouldn't have gone to Mexico yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were Chauvin, you probably would. It's so yeah. bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Well, you know, he'll be a millionaire. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? If he plays the right, he's got a book deal, do some interviews, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know. What do you think about it there, Jim? How much time he's going to get? For, from this verdict? Yeah. I'm going to say if they win all three charges, they're going to go higher than 12. Yeah. They're not just going to let him off on 12 if they're going all three charges. But is it going to be consecutive or concurrent? That's the question. That's well, where he's going to get them. If we can figure out how they're charging with three of same crimes or similar crimes, then we'll figure that out. Yeah, that's 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 the part that I have to say that got me. I, I, don't, I just don't see that. I, didn't I, get, I really I, don't. I didn't get that part either. It's it like, was probably explained, but I think I missed that somewhere. Yeah. Remember about, when we talked about it before, we thought they were just stacking, hoping that one of them sticks. Right. And they could just prove one of them. But I was like, damn. There's damn. Not- yeah. That's what I said. If, if you're if you're charging him with felony murder, murder and manslaughter, well, manslaughter's in both of the top ones. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. Of course, if you get him with the top one, all the blows apply. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So that's that's I don't know. Isn't that like stacking the charges or something? Yeah, that's what we're confused. Maybe somebody yeah. out there, some lawyer or what do they call them, shit house lawyers, can figure that out and tell us. Weatherman. Mm-hmm. Weatherman. Weatherman. Yeah. yeah, we'll stick with Weatherman. <laughs> Weatherman. Johnny Rain. Yeah. Johnny Rain. <laughs> make it rain. Make it rain. So everybody agree that uh, the he should have been convicted of something? Maybe not these charges, but something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably these charges. I mean, these charges are what were brought forward, and that's what he was convicted on. That's what's allowed by Minnesota law. Then, yeah, those charges. Right. Yeah. And I say, oh. even simply, even if it was a mistake or mislapping judge, mislap, uh, miss, oh my God, his judgment was off for those last <laughs> minutes when he was on the ground. He, th- there was really no need to do that. Like to me, that's where the the problem all started. You know, when we broke it down, Mike, it's yeah. all in the end. When, that to me just seems inhumane. So, well, did you, I think so too. He was already cuffed at that point. Right. They brought him out. Because they said he couldn't breathe. They put him in. He said he couldn't breathe, so I brought him back out of the car. He told the cops, thank you. And they, they put him on, his, on the side to begin with, and then they threw him over in the prone and then jumped on his back. I don't, I don't get all that part. You had him under control. So you think this would be the same case if they had him sat him up? Or, or even better, if they'd gotten him in the ambulance and he went off and died? That would have been a lot different. Yeah. Especially it wouldn't, it wouldn't have even made the news. Especially if you don't have those people out there yelling, get off him, get off him, and that whole circus. I mean, that just added to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with the whole thing until he was on his, in the prone with a knee on his neck. Yeah. I don't think there's a problem with anything before that situation. What about the other guys, the other cops? They're getting tried here shortly, aren't they, for something? I think they got nothing. Or did they? Yeah, they're, they're still pending. Are they pending? I think they were waiting to see how this one turned out. Well, they dropped, maybe they dropped the higher charges and only charge it with something lower or something. Right. 
which sucks, man. I, I and, and like the whole thing of this is like this guy's doing time. Like, I, you know, jail. I, you know, it's a serious thing to put somebody behind, you know, in a cage, man. And uh, I don't think it's ever. I don't know. I, I, like I was telling Jim, I was like, anytime somebody goes to jail for a long period of time, like it, you, you want to rethink it. It's not like a celebration. Like, good, oh, this guy's getting so much time. It's like it's still like you still got to be. I don't know. In my eyes, unless it's like a child rapist or something, or somebody that locked up some women in their closet for 10 years you know that's a different story you know what i mean but i don't know well if they believe he murdered somebody then that would be the same thing to me if they don't think he murdered him it was manslaughter accidental or un, you know then maybe i could get that point where they shouldn't be celebrating like it's hey we're putting some man behind bars forever yeah prison isn't rehabilitation anymore it's just punishment you don't get rehabilitated in prison i don't think it's just punishment now and Maybe you learn your lesson after forty years behind bars because well, it is it is sort of an education. You get to learn other skills from other criminals. <laughs> and learn <laughs> license plates. <laughs> they don't do that anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. They don't yeah. make plates in prison. Oh hey, no! And on a side note, now you can go ahead and change your gender and just get to an easier prison. Oh, he can identify something else, huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe a Mexican citizen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No habla inglés. Adios. Yeah. Y'all ready to pull the pin on that? Yeah, I think we can pull it down. Yeah. Good luck to you, people who support Chauvin. Did it really? Support Don't embarrass Chauvin? the badge. There you go. I don't know, dude. I don't know if there's people who support Chauvin. Oh, hell yeah. You think Jim, so? you do, don't you? Yeah. No, no, I support the justice system. <laughs> You're already talking about the damn freaking, uh, what is it, the, the rebuttal? What is it, the <laughs> trying to the challenge appeal? The appeal. Well, that's because the judge said that. Oh. The judge mentioned Maxine Waters and, and gave the defense grounds for a mistrial. I know, I'm just teasing you, Jim, by the way. Yeah, so the judge said that. So I'm like, when the judge says that, he knows something's up. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes on the on the appeal. It's still yeah. really hard, man. I, I from I, I think I, I think there's a small percentage, man. Once you once you get convicted, I mean, I guess I think it's really hard to really turn it over. Well, I'm gonna say we obviously didn't pull the pin on this show yet. So, do we want to pull it now? Yeah, yeah. All right. You want to go? Do, do you guys want to share uh, something? Person of the week or hey, person of the pin. day? I'll pull the or... pin first. You just mentioned huh? her, Maxine Waters. Did she incite a riot? With what she said? It, it, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. I haven't heard anything from anybody else for some odd reason. It's been very quiet. Oh, I Nate, think the Republicans are News? bringing forth some uh, some documentation. Yes. Well, I heard they're bringing. But, but what's the matter? They don't. They don't have control over over the Congress, so I ain't gonna go anywhere. Right. We're not gonna vote for it to push it. I, I don't know if it's the same way to to impeach a Congress woman as it is an impeachment president. I don't know the ground rules for how they get rid of someone in Congress like that. But is what she said the same thing as what our former president said? Uh, not the exact same thing, obviously, but does it mean the same thing? I want Mike so that's my pull the pin on the hypocrites out there. I want Mike to answer and respond to that. Oh, you want me to respond to it or answer yeah. his question? Yeah. I will send a resounding hell yeah. <laughs> and to his point, they're not going to do anything about it anyway. Hypocrisy. 
Right. It's okay for one else? or the other. Anybody else got something? Uh, I have uh, uh, not a, P- a POW, a person of the week, people of the week. Um, and I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show before, but it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, the uh, officers who spoke out against Chauvin back when this first thing, this this first happened, and they were coming out on social media and everything. Kudos to you. Kudos to you because to me that's a true definition of back in the blue, supporting the badge. Don't let those idiots out there who embarrass the badge continue to wear the badge because they are not doing anything for you. They're making you look bad, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Well, we know Brian's got nothing because he always punts anyway. Um, punts. So- <laughs> Yeah, you punt when on first down. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> first down, damn. First and ten. Oh, I'm gonna punt. I'm gonna punt. <laughs> I got nothing. My defense will score. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go a different route. Get off of this. Uh, I'm gonna go to my other favorite subject, COVID. Mm. But it's actually a person of the day, person of the week, whatever you call it. I'm going to combine both my favorite things, COVID and hockey. There is a Vegas goalie, uh, Laner is his name. I don't know if I'm saying it right because it's one of those foreign names. Um, but he called out the NHL on their contradictory or backpedaling on their, their COVID restrictions because apparently they were supposed to loosen the restrictions when you got your shot, but they're not. Mm. Mm. So they were fed a bunch of crap too. Um, and I don't know why, but I'm glad he called him out. He called him out in a big fashion, and it was a long thing, rant, or whatever. But kudos on you. I think more people need to do that, call these people out on their crap, uh, instead of making it normal. So good for yeah. you. Yeah, that's a good job, because we need hockey. We do. Because yeah, <laughs> all the rest of the sports just suck right now. <laughs> and chance, once again, Brian. nothing, Brian? No, no, no. And that is all the time we yep. have for this episode. We hope you enjoyed your time. We hope you come back. Come check us out. Uh, come get involved if you're a vet. Check us out on pulldepinready.com. Until then, Godspeed. Hey, and pull the pin. Boom. Oh.